Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Arena World. I am your host, Eric Arena. It's me. It's my world. And guess what? You're right where you're supposed to be. On your way to work or on your way to band practice. I don't know what you people do, but I'm glad you tuned in for the day. It's a Thursday morning. I hope that you're feeling inspired today. I hope that you're feeling a, a new breath of life that came into your heart and your mind and in the relationships that you have. And I hope you're using some of the encouragement here and some of the encouragement with your friends and family to uh, create a new and better life. Dancing around with God in a mighty way. It's not always so easy to dance around. Don't get me wrong. I can't dance. I can dance. I can't sing. But I will sing and I will dance. And don't be afraid of expressing yourself and showing the world that you have a great thing. Right. My mom growing up, she always used to sing that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Right. And that's what you have to do. You have to take the light that's in you and share it and let it shine. God says, don't put that thing under a bowl that no one might see and know. He says, no, you show it off. You show off the joy. You show off the love and the prosperity that's coming to your life. And he's like, oh, man, is this guy preaching this prosperity gospel? You know what? I am. That's what God does. I'm not saying it's going to be blessings in, in the form of money. I don't think God cares at all about money. I think he, he knows very well that you're going to be separate from it the second you die. But does he want to prosper you? Does he have a plan for you? Absolutely. Welcome back to the arena show. What are we talking about today? I guess we're talking about listener question because I can go on days and days and days about this. But the listener question uh, that I received was kind of, where are you coming from? Who are you? And where, you know, how did you fall in love with Jesus or, or develop? I, I added that to the question. I'm not reading it directly. This was kind of the essence is uh, where does your relationship with Jesus come from? And I think all my listeners who, who add the questions, I don't have a time, time to give to every single one. I'm making it sound like there are thousands. There are a couple though, thankfully, thank God. And thank you all. But the summary, I think, generally of a couple were, what is your, where did your relationship with Christ come from? And that is a good question. And the answer to that is that I don't know. Uh, the way I see it is really God has been pulling on my heart for a long time. And I don't have one specific thing. It's kind of when a multitude of things and ideas and things that you've been studying and working on and talking to your friends and family about and people at your church, when they kind of come together and culminate to an actual real physical manifest blessing or understanding or aha moment, whatever it is, um, when that happens, that's how you know God is real. And there's a bunch of other things that I think that led me to believe that God is real. And there's a bunch of scripture um, that led me to believe, one, that God is real and that Jesus Christ was his son or Jesus of Nazareth was Christ, was the Messiah, the king to come, the one. Um, so what are those things? Uh, I think that's a fair thing to talk about, and I won't waste anybody's time because I know you guys care about my life only. So listen, let me share. Um, hmm. So... When I began to understand that what Jesus was saying when he said, if you knew the Father, you would know me. 
if you understood the messages, the ideas, the, the way that I, the things that I would have, the things that I wouldn't have, the way that I would treat you and the ways that I wouldn't treat you. Um, once you understand those things, right. And you had this pretty substantial vision and understanding of, of how it was that God wanted us to be. You come to find out very quickly that Jesus is the manifest version of that. He is the example. And more than that, he is the living word, right? So all of the words of the, of the prophets of, of God directly and the angels and just a collection of all of the, the Bible's books and the books in the Bible. Once you understand that Jesus is the living kind of version of that, the living manifest manifestation of that. And once that really hits you over the head, that if you knew the father, if you truly knew the father, you would know me. That's kind of the way that I started. And then I started to believe, and I started to see that if I put those things into practice and I started to try to dig into, Oh, well, how does God really see the world? Like, what do I have wrong? What has religion taught me? What have people who don't know God taught me about God? What what has um, you know the devil? Frankly, the devil taught me about God and how I should view Him. Right? How can I erase and kind of uh, let go of those things and let God fill the void that He wanted to in our life, in my life? And um, it, and once I once I got a taste of that, a taste of what the blessings were like, a taste of what the confidence is like to know God and to not fear, right? Um, that's the beginning of when I knew. And I started to very shortly after that. So this was probably probably just after college. Um, when, I, when I was like 22, 23, 24, I fell in love. It, it became more than just this is some character in a book. He is the real living God. And I just need to take him for his word. And that's actually how things are. The way he described how people would behave. That's how things are. The way he described the reasons for the changes and the seasons and the changes of our ideas as we enter a life of sin, or we come back to a life of God as we kind of, like I said, go through those seasons in our life. And God told us exactly how it would be and exactly how it might go in those times. And again, or not again, but God, God's telling us these things many thousand years ago, right? So Christ lived 2000 years ago, give or take, right? They don't, they try to say they don't have a date, but in the end, it's generally BC, AD, the year of the Lord, right? So generally 2022 years ago is a very, give or take, say 10 years is accurate. Um, so these things were prescribed to us many thousand years ago, and yet people still behave the same way. People still rot with jealousy and envy, and people still boast about the money and their flocks say it's flocks of new things now but generally what they have their physical possessions right although it was written so long ago none of these things have changed and once you can appreciate that it was just written in a time period where they put value on other things and other ideas it wasn't that hard to see for me that god knew us well 
And once I started to look at the Bible, not in how I, how well I could know it, but how well it knew me, then again, I was hooked. I, I, I couldn't even, you can't escape it once you know. And that's why Christians go crazy. And you start to feel a certain way, like um, everything revolves around God. And it's because it does. It's because if he created the world and everything in it, then yes, everything involves God. And yes, he can see all of those things. And people will take it as a condemnation idea, but that is a challenge for you to understand who God really is. Because every time he got mad, he forgave us. He was not this father that ran away. He was not this, this husband that gave up. He was not any like the, he was not any of those things. He was the one who was there. He was the protector, the fortress for you and your darkest time. And once I started to feel that that embrace that I had at any time, and when I when he said to cast our anxieties onto him, and I really did, and I said, God, I can't take this jealousy anymore. I can't take this love for money and for and, and these lustful thoughts. I can't take them anymore. I can't bear them myself anymore. I saw how willing he was to take it from us. I saw how willing he was to separate me from the bad parts of me and fill me with the good parts of him. And this is why now I have such confidence and I can walk in a room and I don't care for anything. <laughs> it sounds, and some of my family and friends have looked at me like I've kind of lost a, a power, a passion, a drive, but I've just accepted that life kind of is this way. And my pushing and my pulling doesn't contribute so much. Um, and that's just come with a lot of, a lot less anxiety in my heart, letting, letting myself know that there was a lot of gaps in my understanding and I could fill those gaps quickly. So that's a, a little bit about how I got involved. And once I started to see that these things were going to come alive in my life and really have influence over me, I just wanted other people to know. And then here we are, the arena world. And again, you're listening to the arena world and I'm your host, Eric Arena. This is WDRB Media. We got a quick music break for you, and then we'll get back into the manifest, the reality, the realness, the potency of God in your life, of the of the way that you can be enacting yourself. And once you once you get to know God, we'll be right back. All right, here we go. Here we are. Welcome back. You're listening to WDRB Media. This is the Arena World Show. It's me again, Eric Arena. No one else. The one and only, the obtuse Lucy Goose. And we're talking about the word today. We're talking about faith. We're talking about life. We're talking about, really it started the conversation with, where did I come from? How did these things manifest for me? And I hope that that highlighted some things for you all and can, you know, find, and you can find your own path towards God and your own path towards the one who created the universe. I look at it like this. Really quickly, this was something that made it very easy for me to believe in God was I looked at all of human information and human knowledge as a collective, say, in the year 1950, right? I look at it in, like it were a puddle. It were the puddle of all of the knowledge that we had as humans at that time. 
And then I looked at the puddle in 2022 and I saw how much bigger it had gotten, right? I saw that the, the amount of information that we had expanded and right then and there that creates so much space and, and so much understanding for the lack of understanding that we actually have, right? If science was only so far, right? We, we say we like to put God and science against each other. Well, that's completely the wrong idea, right? Science is just a way to understand the way God created things. Once you start to appreciate that, it becomes a lot easier. But it, what I mean to say is that, right, human understanding is not complete. God says that continuously. It's obvious in in that exper or in that experiment or whatever mental experiment that I did a second ago, where if it's expanded, it's obviously not complete because as time goes on, we'll continue to, to do more and, and have groundbreaking findings that shatter our understanding of things, right? How many times have between now and 1950 has our understanding of biology or chemistry or, you know, um, whatever they call the science about the moon and the star in the skies, um, astronomy, right? How, how much of those things changed and evolved? And the point is that God exists in all of that empty space, that completeness, because he designed and laid the foundation for those things that we're slowly but surely figuring out on our own, but not, if we choose to be on our own, we're on our own, but generally he's guiding these things along in ways that we can't see or understand, but need to start to foster a belief for. Um, so once I, once I started to appreciate that, I was like, wait, we don't know Jack from Jill. We don't know anything. And that this is an opportunity for us to fill that void. And the thing is, God fills that void. He fills that void for us. He gives us an explanation for the creation of the universe. He gives us an explanation for why people are the way they are and why you might feel this way or that way. A lot of it has to do from being detached from him or being attached to him. And I had to try it out. I had to put some of those practices into my life, bring some of those practices into my life and see how well they worked. And once the blessing started mounting, and I started to come with a new confidence and a new breath of life to, you know, bring that to my day, to, to my life, to new people and, and how much fruit was coming from it. That's when I knew that God was real. So if you remember in the first half of the half of the show, I was talking about it coming to life that Jesus was the things that God had said and had wrote about. And that's exactly what John is saying here. He's saying the word was God. And so all of these things that God had wrote about through the prophets and, and just even through himself and through the angels, right? They were guiding us along a way. And Jesus comes as this manifest version. He was all of the ways that a, a child of God was supposed to be, how they were supposed to be in service to each other, how they were supposed to be you know, uh, humble and kind, and they would show more attention to the poor than to the rich, right? And once I started to understand how opposite that theme and idea and those behaviors were toward the world, I saw that 
you know, that the world is the place of sin. And that came true, right? God had said it many thousand years ago, but it came true. And, I, you know, then I just started to become addicted and I started to, to dig deeper into who, what he said. Okay, well, if God is the word, so what did he say? Who is God, right? How am I wrong? Like I was saying before, how am I wrong about my understanding of him? I didn't realize there was this much power and potential. And I've been using this word all the time, potency to the things that he says, right? Paul describes his uh, God's word as a two-edged sword that could separate bone and marrow. And uh, rapper um, Nicholas F. says this. He says, words cut deep, you bleed below the skin. And in the book of Revelation, at the very end of the Bible, Jesus is depicted with a sword coming out of his mouth. And he was showing the potency and the power and the strength of our word and his word. Because his word is the almighty and his word is the beginning and the end. And if you start to read the Bible, right, God spoke things into existence, right? His power was in his word and Jesus was the manifestation of his word. And so in a way, the manifestation of his power and the abilities should not have surprised us when the word walked among us. Um, and so I'm just sitting here hoping and praying that these things will start to rub off on you and you might start to feel the power here. Um, the scripture that I was referencing before was John 14, verse 7. He says, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And that's like, it's kind of like, it's like one of those ethereal ideas. Like, what does that mean? If you really know me, you would know my father. And he's saying, in a way, I am that thing. You have seen it because you have seen me. The kingdom is here because I am the kingdom. And guess what? The kingdom lives within you. Yes, you listening to the show. It lives within you. It wants to prosper and grow through you. And all it took was a was some effort to get to know him. Right. If you really know me, not just what people say about me, not just what you saw in TV and read in other books that had nothing to do with God, not not just this image of how your grandma painted this or, you know, the, the crazy aunt or what, what have you. Um, not not really how they knew him, but but if you really knew him, how he knew him and how and the place that he was coming from. And you got if you got it from the horse's mouth, say then you would see the, the clarity that comes with knowing God. And I'm just trying to get this thing to rest on my heart even more and more every day. I'm so incomplete and I have these anxieties and I don't have this full trust. And I acknowledge that part of me. But every time I go to him and I say, Jesus, take this off my shoulders. What he asked, right? He said that we would, you know, lay our anxieties on him. And once I did, once I said, I can't take this lust anymore. I can't take this distrust and envy anymore. I don't want it. God, please take it from me. You said you would. And then he does. And then this, this character in the book comes out of the book and comes alive. Well, then, then you don't have any choice. He's interwoven into all of the things, all of the ideas, everything that you are, he created. And 
you don't even want to escape because you've never felt more protected. You've never felt more confident. You've never felt a love like this before. <laughs> um, you've never felt a love like this before. And once you do, there's no going back. There's no, you might fall away and you might sin. But even that you need to analyze and you need to see what is my understanding of sin? What is my understanding of God as it relates to sin? What did God do for me that I might not have to bear my own sin? Right? Because if you start to approach things again from how someone else knows God, they might tell you, oh, well, you're sinning. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. You're not dealing with it. But yet, how does that align with what God says where he gives his son? In the place of you, right? He dies. And Paul tells us, right, that the wages of sin is death, right? When we live a sinful life, that is what we deserve. And part of what that person who tell, who's telling you you're going to hell is saying is that some of the behaviors that are away from God are deserving of a life away from God, right? They're not saying in such a kind way, and they might not mean exactly that, to be honest. But part of the idea there is that you're separating yourself from God and you shouldn't do that. And that is true. But they they know also that he's a redeemer, that he he chooses the one who is low to make them high. He chooses the one who is weak to make them strong, right? And the one who is diseased to make them heal. He, he, he reaches low. Hey, there is nothing that you could do, again, that you could separate yourself from God. His mercy is as long as every one of the wrong things that you've done in your life. And yes, there is a right and a wrong in the world with God. It's not like the modern day where everyone will say, oh, it's however you feel. It's all good. No problem, bro. It's not like that. There is a change. And, and I realize that I'm going on. I'm, I'm a little past my time here. So let me just say that God is the greatest thing. And once you start to take some of these things that are written in this book, at least 2,000 years ago, right? The New Testament is 2,000 years ago, and then the the rest of the Bible before that, again, Christians call it the Old Testament, um, happens even uh, thousands of years before that. Once you realize that that accurately describes exactly who you are today, and once you start to feel this new life that comes with understanding the one who created and gave you that life, the sky is the limit. Literally, there is no limit. He is all of the things. And when the creator of the universe says that he's going to be inside you and he will work through you, you want to let it happen and you want to move away from the things that separate you from him. There's no condemnation in Christ, people. There's only a new life. And that's all I want for you. And that's all he wants for you. He desires nothing more than you come home. So listen, I just want you to know that you're listening to the Arena World Show on WDRB Media. You can hit me up on the Instagram, the Twitter, the MySpace, the my place, my face, wherever you want to go, I'll be there. The Arena World Show. It, uh, keep sending the listener questions to the Arena World Show at gmail.com. Um, check me out on the website if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to advertise on the show, if you like the show, let me know. Again, God bless you. You guys have a great week. And I'll see you later.